Gaming While Men Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I am your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. How you doing today, Liz? I'm internally and externally screaming at all times. How that's are you great. doing, Emily? I'm good. I'm good. And and you know what? And because of your screaming, that's why I have the episode today, which means it's going to be different. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Liz. So me. How do you feel about fantasy? I love fantasy. That's good, because we're not talking about Final Fantasy. But instead, we're talking about a different fantasy. The Gun one... Swords? What? Gunsword fantasy. That's why I said we're not talking about Final Fantasy. But the... the, the we're not talking... We're fantasy. not talking... No, shut up. We're talking about Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> particularly, we're talking about the iconic sword of the Legend of Zelda series, which is the Master Sword, which is also known as the Blade of Evil's Bane, which is also known as the Sword of Time, which is also known as the Sword of Resurrection. How fancy is your fantasy sword? Well, this one's got three titles. I guess four if you count the Master Sword. Yeah. Oh, I hit my mic. Are you- yeah. So here's a fun fact to start us on our quest. Uh, the Master Sword actually didn't appear until the third Legend of Zelda game. Uh, in the first Zelda game, there was a thing called the Magical Sword, which you got after getting a certain number of hearts in the game. Uh, and in Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, you just like upgraded your sword. I mean, that game was like totally weirdly different. Uh, so you, like, didn't get new swords, like how you do in all the other games. Uh, but the first time the Master Sword appeared wasn't until the Super Nintendo game, A Link to the Past. That's very bizarre. Because it's such an iconic thing for the game. Right, For the series. For it to just be like, suddenly it's here in the third game. It's like, wait, what about... Mm-hmm. What? And if you look at... And that's the, that's the interesting thing. If you look at, like, logos for, uh, like, the original Legend of Zelda game... Uh, the sword design actually greatly differs. It almost looks like a like a weird saber. Like the handle is like a saber, and not like how it's typically uh, depicted in like Link to the Past onward. Uh, so it sort of it does seem like I mean the concept of a magical sword of evil's bane like kind of always existed because you would get the magical sword in Legend of Zelda, but uh, the whole like the whole iconography of the Master Sword didn't even really exist until Link to the Past. You could argue that it did exist in Zelda 2, uh, but it does kind of look different, and it was, it was never actually called the Master Sword, so. Huh, neat. So we'll start with some story stuff, and then we'll get to some technical stuff. Heck yeah. So... Here's the fun thing about Legend of Zelda, and by fun thing, I mean not fun thing, in that you would have better luck deciphering the timeline of any other, like, series with actual time travel than you would have luck deciphering the Legend of Zelda timeline. Because if you follow the official timeline, there's, like, three timelines? It's very confusing. I don't understand it. There's a lot of Link's and a lot of Zelda's and different worlds, and sometimes this thing happens, and sometimes other things don't happen. Basically, Skyward Sword existed, and then it ma- screwed everything up, because Skyward Sword was like, we're a prequel now! But, <laughs> regardless of all the timeline stuff, uh, the Master Sword is magical. 
Um, it's kind of depicted as just a big broadswordy type looking thing. Uh, but the whole the whole shtick of it is that like it can banish evil. Um, obviously, because like in a lot of the games, you need it to defeat either Ganon or the boss that's before Ganon or whatever. Um, I mean, in Link to the Past, that was the whole plot line was like you would get these three amulets and then you could get the Master Sword and then you could unseal uh, Hyrule Castle to defeat Aghanim. But it turns out it wasn't actually he wasn't actually the bad guy. It was Ganon all along. Um, plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> it's always Ganon. Plot twist. It's always Dr. Wily. That's Mega Man. Um, and there are no <laughs> swords in Mega Man. Are there swords in Mega Man? Yes. One. Oh. Um, I don't remember his name, though. Is it one of the Mega Man X's? I don't know any of the X's. Yeah. They all have weird names, like Penguin Chill. Or Chill Penguin. I don't know. Penguin Chill. Chill Penguin. I don't even know if that's a Mega Man X boss. I said Mega Man weird there. But anyway, back to the Master Sword, which is what we're talking about. Um, so where it's stored, uh typically depends on like the game or the timeline that we're talking about it originally uh when you it during its original appearance uh it was found in the lost woods and you would have to go through the lost woods and you would have to have all three pendants of uh the magical pendants and then you would put them in the pedestal and you would be able to release the master sword from like this pedestal like very sword in the stone-esque I mean, I would be—I would wouldn't doubt that it was in some way uh, inspired by that sort of thing. Like, hey, you release the sword from the stone and defeat the evil, sort of thing. I mean, yeah. you didn't—you never became like king of Hyrule, like Arthur became king of England. But you know, magical sword that can banish evil, and, and Excalibur was that, and the Master Sword is that. Ding. <laughs> What are swords? And it's it's interesting because in some iterations of Zelda, the Master Sword can banish evil, and in other iterations of Zelda, it uh it's actually used to seal away evil and then unseal and then like taking the sword out of its resting place is you can use it to then banish the evil but you're unsealing the evil and then you have to banish it with the sword. Like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like yeah, that was that the thing that always bugged me. me in Wind Waker. It was like, Hey, go down to Hyrule. Spoil- spo- spoilers for Wind Waker, by the way, I guess <laughs> um, a God knows how old game now. Uh, but like you had to like, Hey, go down to Hyrule. It's all like locked in time or whatever. Take out the master sword oops, now everything's unlocked from time and now Ganon can be restored to his full power, but you needed the Master Sword in order to defeat Ganon anyway. Like, what the heck? Why didn't someone build, like, a failsafe? Like, hey, here's, you know, instead of this magical sword, let's build, like, a magical uh, spear or something. You can here's, use that. Like, here's a tiny dagger, yeah. and then here's a sword. You won't touch the tiny dagger because why would you take the dagger when there's this really cool sword? Yeah, yeah. It's like, here's the, like, you, like, like put two locks on your door, man. <laughs> like, put the deadbolt on. That's all you have to do. Or if anything, just get a dog right. to bark at the evil. Um, <laughs> Make it go away. In some, in, in some games, specifically in Ocarina of Time, the Master Sword is also the thing that unlocks the pathway 
to the sacred realm where the Triforce is kept, which is why, like, in Ocarina of Time, you pull out the Master Sword and it's like, nope, you have to be 10 years older. By the way, when you're trapped, while you're locked in time, uh, Ganon's gonna take over Hyrule and ruin the whole thing. But now you're an adult, I guess. You ever considered how messed up that would be? Like, one minute you're 10 and the next you're 20? It's like, oh, cool, I didn't have a childhood, and also now I have a sword. Like, Yeah, and it's like, and you you're want so me to internally sa- 10. Yeah, and it's like, you want me to save the world? Okay, sure. Like, I mean, I know that's basically what Majora's Mask is about. Majora's Mask is like, hey, go reclaim your childhood, except not, because now this world is being destroyed. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's a moot point. But one of the recurring themes in the Zelda games is that the Master Sword usually has to be, can be, like, tempered to be stronger, or needs to be, like, restored to its full power. Uh, So in Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds, you actually would get, like, ore during the game, and you would take it to a blacksmith, and they would make it, like, a better sword, like the tempered sword. Um, Then later you could also throw it into a pond, and then a fairy would make it, like, the golden, the best master sword ever um but basically it was always it was kind of implied that it was like restoring it to its true power like it had grown weak while it was sitting in the lost woods you know in in the woods in a rock or whatever the heck because that's a good place to keep your sword yeah free from rust and all that right um in skyward sword you have to which is like the sort of origin story to the master sword it is uh blessed by zelda and in doing that like becomes the master sword um in wind waker you get the master sword and it's like not it's like old and like it doesn't have the little wingadings that it has when you see it all the time you know the wingadings um yeah. So you have to, like, go get it restored, and then the wingadings pop out. That's also how swords work. Um, In other games, like the Oracle of Ages and Seasons, you never actually get the Master Sword unless you're playing, like, a linked game, and you have to, like, a linked game. Um, (laughs) But you have to, like, play both games and then play the other game again or whatever. And in in those scenarios, then it's like, oh, cool, you can get the Master Sword. Uh, But in those games, you could only temper your sword to make it uh, what they called the the Noble Sword. So, but those are games are kind of considered weirdly out of the timeline. They're just like, because they take place in different worlds and, and that sort of thing. Um, but in, in sort of retrospect or in the whole scope of things, uh, basically the idea is that the master sword was forged by the goddess Hylia or Hyla or Hylia, 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 uh, in order to protect the Triforce, which is why like when you, it, it sort of has, the master sword kind of has that like Thor's hammer quality in that like only the worthy can wield the master sword sort of thing. So that's all of, that's like the sort of story stuff in a nutshell. I could get into details of like, well, in this game, you have to go to the, this temple and do this. Like, but you guys don't need to hear that. Basically, all you need to know is that the Master Sword is a cool magical sword that Link has in almost every Zelda game, and he uses it to defeat Ganon. And it's the only thing uh, you, he can use to defeat Ganon. Like, in most games, you can't even hit him. Well, you actually have to hit him with golden arrows, and then you hit him with the Master Sword, but other things won't hit him so really golden arrows are the things that can actually hurt ganon and then the master sword's just more efficient i don't know yeah so in other words you could just go on without the master sword and just have the golden arrows and be fine 
Well, see, I don't At know if the golden arrows wise. just stun him. So maybe you could, like, freeze him in time forever with the golden arrows. If you were, like, really dedicated, you just want to keep shooting him with golden arrows. But I think the Master Sword is the only thing that could, like, kill him. Yeah, that makes sense. But even in, like, Wind Waker, you never actually kill him. You just stab the Master Sword into his head, and then he turns into stone. Which is pretty messed up, if you think about it. Yeah, that sounds pretty dead to me, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he's not... That's true. But, like, he doesn't, like, die. <laughs> he, like, turns into stone. But I guess you can't, like, show, like, bloody murder in a Zelda game. Yeah, I mean, even if he were to become not stone somehow... That's true. I mean, he still has a sword, sword in, in his head. head. <laughs> he's still pretty dead. I also found some, like, technical info. So I'm just gonna read this little bit that I found on a wiki article for the Master Sword. Here we go. Um, so when the Master Sword was first introduced in The Link to the Past, the sword's grip was red and its cross guard was yellow. Um, in-game, both the grip and guard are red, which is, like, totally different from how we know it. Like, the cross guard and the grip is always, like, purpley. Um, however, in its pedestal, the Master Sword has a purple grip and a blue guard. Sure, game. That's convenient. (laughs) Like, great. Good job at QA testing between your concept art and your video game. I love it. Its conventional appearance was clearly defined in Ocarina of Time with the purple grip and purple guard, though in subsequent games and the re-release of Ocarina of Time 3D, the purple has become more blue or indigo. Um, In The Wind Waker, the grip and the guard are royal blue as opposed to a deeper color. So basically, it's just some shade of blue. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, and then further going on, this is a direct rip because I don't know what some of these words mean. So here we go. And this, you can jump in sort of at the end. Maybe we can talk about mm-hmm. this a little more. Uh, for the rest of the games, the Master Sword is a double-edged arming sword with a narrow r- ricasso and a wide, shallow fuller that runs almost the entire length of the blade. Although in some appearances, it has no fuller at all. So I googled ricasso. And that's apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I was just reading off the Wikipedia article, but that's Mm -hmm. apparently the unsharpened part of the sword near the bottom of the sword. Yeah, so just basically, I mean, pretty much everybody has a general idea of what the Master Sword looks like. Mm -hmm. But to get more in depth with the blade shape itself, it's weird. I mean, it's... It's your standard broadsword until you get kind of towards the base of it, like maybe a couple inches up. Mm -hmm. The edge is gone and it's like this kind of hexagonal-like shape where the Triforce mark is. Yeah, yeah. And then it narrows back down to just this standard flat stock Mm kind of shape before it hits the the wingadings. The wingadings. The cross guard. Yeah, the wingading guard. The wingading guard. But it's really bizarre because in practicality if you were to have this as a usable weapon that would be probably its primary weak point would be there because Mm -hmm. you have this weird mass of weight just above it and then it's thinner Mm -hmm. like it thins out and anytime a blade thins out in a spot yeah especially towards the bottom there like that if if it were to break that would be where it would break Mm -hmm. just because it has uh basically this weird imbalance where most of the weight should be kind of like throughout it like throughout the blade it's primarily like all towards the end and then you have this thin little bit which will just snap Mm -hmm. if you were to hit anything way too hard too many times yeah yeah but see so we could say i guess that the goddess hyla hylia geez the goddess hylia 
Wasn't great at forging swords, but was great at magic. Yeah, magic forged sword. Yeah, because, you know, the sword can't break. In Breath of the Wild, it's the only sword that can't break. It just gets tired. It does. It gets tired and you have to, like, recharge it, I guess. I'm not that far in the game, but that's just what I read. (laughs) You have to baby it. I haven't gotten it yet. It's just like, because with the other swords, they're like, your sword's about to break and then it breaks. And it's like, cool, now I have an arm and that's the only thing I can use. But apparently the Master Sword's just like, I'm tired now. I don't have enough energy. You're going to have to, like, I don't know, recharge me with your uh, magic Stuff. Give me an know. apple. Cook yeah. me an apple on the just, stove just there. Slice an ap- apple over me and let the juices run down my blade. And this is getting way too sexual, but here we are. Okay. But no, this just reminds me of that. You remember that one time when I was working on the sword and then I wanted to see if a pumpkin could be roasted on a hot sword? Yes. And you just like <laughs> press the pumpkin up to the sword and it's like, oh, that works. Also, this is weird. Yeah, it sizzles. It smells good, though. Delicious cooked pumpkin, fresh sword style. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is basically the gist of the Master Sword. Like you said, the Triforce is engraved in the lower part of the blade, and typically a yellow gemstone is embedded in the crossguard. Uh, and, and in some games, the crossguard and the gemstone change depending on the sword's power. Like we mentioned earlier, or like I mentioned earlier, in Wind Waker, when you first get it, the crossguard is, like, retreated into itself, and the gem isn't lit. But later on, when you restore it to power, the gem gets brighter, and the the wingedings pop out of the crossguard. And it's like, oh, cool, now this is the Master Sword that I know. It's the one with the little wingedings. Huh. Uh, That was what I was trying to figure out, if the yellow piece was actually gemstone or if it was metal. No, it's a gemstone. Because it's weird when you look at it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like a gemstone. It looks more like a, like a faux metal gemstone. Oh. Maybe it's like a flat gemstone, like not a faceted one. It's just flat. It's like kind of faceted. Mm-hmm. It depends on which one you're looking at, right. obviously. Some games um, make it look different. Yeah, but primarily it tends to have like the diamond shape. Uh, except for the very first one, which is like, here's this awkward triangle. Right, right. <laughs> um, well, that's when we didn't know what swords were. What's a Zelda? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What's a Zeldor? <laughs> swords? Never heard of them. So as far as fantasy swords go, um, like Excalibur, we got magical. But probably not the worst. Like, if you had to pick out of all the fantasy swords that existed... You had to pick one sword to use in battle with someone. Probably not the worst choice you could make. Like, probably still a feasible sword, you know, except for that weird, you know, part. Except for the the weird bit. But honestly, like, battle-wise, I think this would be your best bet. Like, especially if we're going to go up against the Final Fantasy sword, which you can't lift. You can't lift those. You can't maneuver them. I'm sorry, but spoiler alert, they just don't work. No, they are <laughs> they too do not. large. But the Master Sword is a lot more likely to be a functional weapon. Though it might have that one weak spot, like I said, it's going to be a lot of force in order to break it. Right. Or just, you're just not caring for it, basically. Um, but yeah, I think that would definitely be your best bet if you were to somehow manage to pick a fantasy weapon and then fight for your life by using it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, magic or not. Yeah. Uh, the one yeah, thing magic that definitely I've... helps. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, that's just a given. 
But I was kind of looking it over and making one in reality, per se, actually wouldn't be a terrible thing to do. And you could actually have that blue color, like that genuine blue steel color mm -hmm. because of the bluing technique, which you can use, um, as I think, if I'm trying to remember the combination of chemicals, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but if you put it on steel and you heat it up, it turns the surface blue. Oh, that's cool. Which you can get that. Um, the French like to use that a lot on their uh, their dress swords, primarily, mm -hmm. like their sabers. Mm -hmm. uh, but that would be something that you could get. Granted, it won't be a lasting thing right. because it is merely a surface treatment. But it is something that you could have. Yeah, I think we mentioned the, the blue finishes on uh, or, or colored finishes on blades and that sort of thing. And how they would sort of wear off over time and over use in previous episodes. So that would be a similar sort of thing, even if it's on the handle. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that you can restore if, you know, that's something you want to do. Yeah, if you really want to go to that distance. And it's also like, I mean, you can recreate the stone. Really, if you could get like, this seems to be more of a yellow topaz color, I would say, rather mm -hmm. than a citrine. Mm -hmm. Um I know jewelry sometimes, well, it but... It depends on if it's fully activated or not. You put a flashlight underneath it, and then suddenly, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> put it up LED to the sun. It. It's sparkly. <laughs> but yeah, this is actually... If you wanted to legitimately have this as a weapon, mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty... It's a pretty feasible build. Give me a rating. It's, give me like a give me like a likeliness or or how about a, a plausibility rating? We didn't do this for uh we didn't do this for Excalibur, but let's start this now for all of our fantasy swords or fantasy weapons. Give me like a plausibility rating out of ten. Of functionality? Yeah, sure. I'd give it a solid I'd give it a solid nine. Wow, okay. That's um, I, I didn't expect that, but I mean Honestly, it's going to kind of depend on which one you're using mm -hmm. because, I mean, the Master Swords vary, but right. for the most part, they seem to be your standard broadsword. That being said, it's going to be heavy. Right. Like, we're looking anywhere between 10 to 15 pounds, especially if the handle is, like, these thick forged pieces mm -hmm. or if they're casted. It's a big one. Yeah. So it kind of depends on how you go about the build. So make sure if you, you lift before you try to use the Master Sword. Yeah. Like, go get Swall. Go get Ripped. Yeah. Go to the Deku Tree. Just try and do some bench presses. He'll help bench you out. Bench press the Deku Tree. Bench press. <laughs> Suplex bench the Deku Tree. Bench press your tree, Dad. <laughs> do it. I mean, he's dead. It's no big deal. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's true, but it's sad. It is, it's like it's, one of those, yeah. ow, a tree died. Aw. So that's the Master Sword. Thank you, Emily, for this wonderful insight on the Master Sword, because I honestly don't have a whole lot of video game knowledge. Yeah. I like to watch things. Yeah. I watch playthroughs because that's just who I've always been mm -hmm. uh, ever since I was little. My I'll brothers bring, used to- I'll bring the Switch to, to Khan this weekend. We can we can play Breath- or I can play Breath of the Wild on the TV and you can watch- Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I gotta, like, put a sock on it, though, so it, it doesn't get borked, but. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, on the game itself. Like, no, put just a sock on, like, on my it. Switch like, so that I can what? put it in my bag without it getting destroyed. You don't have a case thingy? Nope. 
Aw. Yeah. Bums. I know. So, um, I don't have a tip of the week, but I can think of one really quick. Here's my tip of the week. Um. Good tip, Emily. (laughs) Here's my tip of the week. You're okay, man. Just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it, okay? Look. This this stuff is hard. I almost swore. This stuff is hard. No matter what you're doing, it's hard. And it can be a lot. Especially now. I feel like I've given this tip before, but it, it, it it's still important. Like, it's okay. It's, it's a very well-needed tip. Just, especially like, take a break. Yes. Please, please heed this advice, because Emily has been my sanity for the past... Yes, Um, (laughs) because I have been, you know, off and on on the verge of bad actions, actions you do not, bad, Mm -hmm. do not hurt bad. Um, But being able to step back, have some laughs, Mm -hmm. that's always good. So make sure you take a day where you hang out with a friend and you do something that you just is like totally chill. And if you're us, that means buying 10-year bullet bourbon and diet Dr. Pepper and making an abomination, watching them a Bim Bam show and laughing and crying and laughing while crying. And then and then afterwards when everything's, you know, settled and whatnot and your mother goes to look through the cupboard and asks, why is there 10-year-old bullet bourbon? And you're sitting there like, look, mother, it's complicated. <laughs> You didn't tell me that. <laughs> no, because this happened like maybe an hour ago. Oh, bless. <laughs> She's like, why is this? Also, is this Maverick's? Is this Maverick's Diet Dr. Pepper? No, it's my no, Diet Dr. This Pepper. Mine, actually. She's like, why? For the books for the 10 year bullet permit. <laughs> Honestly, though, I might make that for myself after this. <gasps> because, oh boy. All over town. Oh. <laughs> so that's 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 our collective tip of the week a quick thing for our locals uh not this not this weekend obviously but next weekend i will be at an event called warrenshire where i will be probably be playing various um audio armory things um because for the most part it's just going to be a bunch of people larping and have a bunch of fun times like Wait, the you're people be there playing our podcast at a at like a ren fair thing yeah like a mini ren fair thing you didn't tell me this and now i'm self-conscious <laughs> <laughs> well i asked and they were just like yeah no it's fine most people tend to play some sort of music or something i'm That's like oh okay well i'll have it play every now and then while oh. i'm handing out postcards yeah. which were designed by emily cardemus <laughs> that's me i did that <laughs> so i'll probably if I can hook up my little Bluetooth speaker and have it live for long enough, I'll play enough. I'll pl- probably play a couple of the better episodes. So if you want to put in some of your Which favorite is all episodes, of them, they're all great. Yes, they're all that's great. right. Submit all. Say that you love every every single episode. episode, all every 18, whatever. I don't even know how many we're at right now. Uh, good question. I don't know either. I don't know. This is numbers. <laughs> Um, so if you're, so yeah, if you're in the area, go do, go do that and go say hi to Liz. Yeah. And then if you want to recommend that, like, if you kind of came in maybe midway to us doing this podcast, uh, 
pick out maybe your favorite episode or your the one that you started on you think would be a good starter for people and yeah. let me know so that I can introduce it to other people. You can tweet be... at us at, at Audio Armory Cast. Yeah, that thing. Just tweet which tweet your favorite. Yeah, tweet your fave. Or don't. We won't judge. No, tweet your fave. I'll judge. Um, <laughs> and with that, uh, I would like to thank... Well, I would like to thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for joining us for another Audio Armory. Uh, we appreciate it very much so. Um, we'd, I'd like to thank Samantha Hogan, who is responsible for our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her on Twitter at shogan underscore composer. Uh, like I said previously, you can find us on Twitter at Audio Armory Cast. Feel free to send us suggestions or let us know your favorite episode so Liz knows what to play. Uh, at uh, this little mini Renfair thing she's doing. Um, you can find us personally on Twitter. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Zs. And uh, tell a friend about the show because that's we don't advertise anywhere. Um, so word of mouth is kind of the only way that uh, new people find us and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thanks guys. You're awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you guys... And so are you, Emily. Oh, thank you. You, you are too. Yay, thank you. Um, you got anything else? No, that's all I got all for right. this week. Cool. Um, and as always, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And as always, don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at birds. Thank you.